It's time for Bottom of the Bargain Bin with Kevin Hart. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bottom of the Bargain Bin. Today, we're looking at Roger Corman's The Terror. Very similar to his movie just a couple years earlier, The Little Shop of Horrors, this movie was filmed in two days. Most of it was, at least. They had a leftover set from the movie The Raven, and Roger Corman said, Hey, give me a couple of days. I can do this movie. So he filmed a bunch of scenes of Boris Karloff walking around, Jack Nicholson walking around, and Dick Miller walking around. The result is this movie. Now, before I get into the movie too much, look at this DVD cover. Digitally remastered digitally remastered my ass look at this picture this no this is this is the actual uncompressed video i took from the dvd this is directly ripped from the dvd this is not you know i didn't record my screen or anything no this is this is the actual quality of the video on the dvd and you know i could have just watched the blu-ray of it which recently came out and was a nice digital remaster nah not gonna do that this is the only way. I, you know, I, I paid the $2 to watch this movie on this DVD, so that's what I'm going to do. So the movie starts out with a creepy-looking castle. And Boris Karloff just kind of walking around, and then he sees a corpse, and ah! That starts the movie. Then Jack Nicholson's on the beach, just riding his horse. And he comes across a woman who he thinks turns into a bird. She maybe does. And he wakes up at a house and he's like, hey, I recognize that bird. And the woman's like, nah. Eventually, Andre, that's the character that Jack Nicholson plays. He finds himself at this castle with the Count, played by Boris Karloff. And he asks to stay there so that he can investigate. Is this the best movie ever made? I'm going to just come right out and say no. But let me tell you what is one of the best things about this movie are the scenes with Boris Karloff and Jack Nicholson. I mean, these two horror movie icons are going back and forth. Some of their back and forth is just great. One more question, Dan. Has anyone else except yourself seen the spirit? Stefan, for instance. You think I'm bad, don't you? Right now, Baron, I'm not sure just what I think. Ah, but don't forget, you saw her too. Perhaps we are both there. So this movie's plot is kind of similar to Dracula, except instead of Dracula sucking people's blood, imagine if Dracula just moped around his house waiting to die. That's kind of what this movie is. Also, this woman uh, can turn herself into a bird. Andre has to stay at the castle because his horse mysteriously went missing. So once he gets his horse back and has a couple more squabbles with the Count, he is ordered to go back home. But on his way back, on that cliff that they had the money to use like for an hour probably, he runs into this guy who whispers all his lines. And before he can get to warning him, the bird lady comes down and pecks his eyes out. Oops! So Andre goes back to the castle to find out what the hell is going on. You know, I wish I had more to say about this movie, but I don't. I mean, there really isn't a whole lot that goes on until the very end. I mean, they just walk around. They just walk around this castle and occasionally see the bird woman and 
you can't go down into the crypt, and that's about it. <laughs> it's cool to see Jack Nicholson this young in a big leading role like this. I mean, a lot of people know him. His first, you know, one of the first movies that he was in was Roger Corman's Little Shop of Horrors, and although it was billed as Jack Nicholson stars in Little Shop of Horrors, he is only in one scene, and you know, when the movie was in the public domain, that was an easy way to sell the movie, was to put Jack Nicholson's face on it, but he is the main character in this one, and he does a pretty good job. It's very early on in his career, and you know, he plays the type of character you maybe wouldn't expect. It's cool to see Boris Karloff, of course, just doing his thing. And it's great. And we also have Dick Miller. You don't know who he is. He's been in a lot of different movies. He was also a Corman regular. And, well, here he is in The Terminator. He is the butler, Stefan, who talks with a New York accent. Centuries of monoliths. That's been sealed for 20 years. So Boris Karloff is constantly trying to either bring back his wife, talk to her, or he wants to be with her forever. And she keeps manifesting herself in this form of a bird. We later find out that he had a very troubled past. And by troubled, I mean he found his wife with another man and he killed both of them. But then we find out later, later, later in the movie that the man who was sleeping with the Count's woman is actually the Count. And he's been him the whole time. And this old woman from the beginning of the movie has been controlling this bird as sort of an apparition of the woman. Don't worry, they explain all of this in a matter of like two minutes near the end of the movie. Until then, you can watch everybody walk around the castle again and again. I must say, this movie does have a great musical score, and you know, I wish this uh, terrible DVD I had had some sort of stereo sound in it so I could hear it better. But nonetheless, it's still nice to listen to. Boris Karloff finds the only way he is able to be with his wife again is to flood the crypt and let himself die so that he can be with her. But when he gets down there, he finds out, surprise, surprise, a corpse doesn't just perfectly preserve on its own. Somehow was shocked by this. <laughs> I don't know why. So then Boris Karloff has a fight with the ghost. Her name's Helen, I should mention, as the crypt continues to flood. Andre goes in and saves her and brings her out because he's been searching for her this whole time. Oh, how heroic. And then she dies and her face melts off. That's the end of the movie. Barely even reaches the 80-minute mark. I tell you what, nobody made movies quite like Roger Corman did. And it's, it's hard to think of a time when somebody like Jack Nicholson, a household name you know from movies like Batman, The Shining, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest... It's hard to believe that there was a time when nobody knew who this guy was, and Roger Corman gave him a chance, put him in several of his movies. And these movies that Roger Corman made, sure, we can sit here and say, oh, the set's terrible, oh, it's a terrible, awful movie, and it's fun to laugh at them, but uh, he made these movies quick, he made them cheap, and he loved doing them, and like I said, he gave people like Jack Nicholson a chance when no one else would. So I commend this movie very much, and honestly, I'd recommend it. It's, uh, it's a nice little creepy movie to put on late at night and don't worry about buying it i spent money on it but uh this movie i believe is in the public domain so you can probably find it on youtube so yes i would recommend the terror from 1963